Welcome to The Specialist. I'm Rob Barnard and in this podcast series, we'll be talking to mortgage industry thought leaders who aren't afraid to address pressing issues happening in the here and now. Over the course of this series, we will explore real world affairs that are in need of their bold new ideas and expertise. Ideas that cut through the financial jargon and offer real world specialist solutions for everyday people in the mortgage industry. That's specialist ideas from specialist experts for you to tune into at home or on the go. Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm your host, Rob Barnard, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Nicola Firth, founder and chief executive of Knowledge Bank. Knowledge Bank was the UK's first fully comprehensive mortgage criteria directory, built by mortgage brokers for mortgage brokers. Since it was launched, its development has been fast-paced and it has now changed significantly for the better and is really changing the way that lenders and brokers work together. I'm really looking forward to discussing everything technology with Nicola. How can tech help brokers get better advice and operate more efficiently? And also, does she see a time when machines take over? Really lovely to have you on air with us today, Nicola. Thanks, Rob. I'm really, really pleased to be here talking tech. Tech, crikey, I'm frightened already. I'm in your hands really here. I mean, so come on, how do you get into a career in technology? Did, was it was it always the plan from when you were a kiddie? No, definitely not. And in fact, my background in the industry was as a mortgage broker. So so no technology there other than the, the sourcing systems that I used to use and the, the, you know, the systems that were around maybe sort of 15 years ago when, when I was last, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of seeing clients when I first started, should I say. But, you know, it, the, the tech side of things is something that I've really got into and found a passion and an interest for as well, because when you understand what you want to achieve and how that's possible, fantastic things can happen. Brilliant. So, so I think that's a really good advert for, for people tuning in for the first time. They hear technology and think, crack, I'm going to dial off. Absolutely not. Stay with us. Technology's fun. And if people like me, who, who is not a technology-minded person at all, can sort of get by in the mortgage industry, then anybody can. So I think you sort of summed up beautifully there what I said, built by mortgage brokers for mortgage brokers. Talk me a little bit through your career, how you actually got, got into it. Yeah, so my uh, so my background. Um, so I did work in finance before. Um, I had some experience in in terms of motor industry finance, but I was already really really keen on the housing market, how that how that works. It's just such a fantastic industry, and it underpins the whole economy, doesn't it? Really, that the housing market and all, all the things that come off it. So I was really keen to qualify as a mortgage advisor. Uh, and what I did, I went to work for Sequence um, in their branches of estate agents which was just the best training ground ever. Um, I worked with the nicest bunch of people and it was just great to work to actually be in the estate agents, really understanding the challenges. So not just the mortgage side of things, but understanding the full end-to-end process right through to the conveyancing, what happens, how it happens and the challenges. Um, and then from there, um, I went self-employed, had my own brokerage. And that was, in fact, I actually set my own brokerage up in uh, 2010. So that was great timing, wasn't it? Great timing, mate. I was. <laughs> so um, and I just set up. It was just myself. And everyone said, you're crazy. And then I said, yeah, but I'm going to employ a full-time administrator as well. And everyone said, you are absolutely bonkers. And I said, yeah, but you know what? This is the way you need to do it because people need advice now more than ever. Obviously, the credit crunch was really, really impacting everything. And you know what, if you can build up and run a business in those times, you can you can certainly do it in the good times. And then obviously, just as we were starting to come back around for them, I had the idea of Knowledge Bank, because what I'd seen is the way things had changed. And obviously, you've seen in your career, Rob, um, you know, the 
peaks and troughs that we had, but that was a real watershed moment. Lenders needed to get comfortable with lending again, and there was nothing to pick in terms of rates. So the only thing that they got to go on was criteria. And we just couldn't keep up with the pace of change. It was like, where is this criteria? It's not on product sourcing systems. Everybody had got a spreadsheet, some little black books and trying to keep it in the memory. And it was just, I'm thinking, surely there must be somewhere a system with all this criteria in one easily searchable place. And there just wasn't. And that's where the idea for Knowledge Bank was born and how I got into the, the tech world um, via being a broker, because I just thought this is really badly needed. And I remember seeing it for the first time many, many moons ago and thought, cracky, this is like a, a light bulb moment that, that people are quite happy to pay every month for sourcing on rate when you can find that probably yourself. Whereas criteria, getting under the sort of bonnet of lenders criteria is absolutely bread and butter. Don't don't pursue a, an account, um, a case with a particular lender if it's never going to fit, whereas Knowledge Bank will, will drive people to the right to the right places. And, and I think Knowledge Bank has just gone from strength to strength. It's probably a bit historic, these figures now, but I think the last time I looked, over 125,000 and pieces of individual criteria from over 250 lenders probably still something a bit like that yeah we're on about 140,000 now I think um so we because there's lots of uh, you know new criteria gets added so um you know there are lots of criteria that we had for, for uh COVID I mean who dared of a furloughed worker before 2020 <laughs> you know and all of that mortgage payment holidays lots of green criteria coming now as well so it's a constantly moving feast we're always adding something on um, because as something becomes a thing then we need to react to that in the, in the market and add that criteria so yeah we're up about 140 40,000 now and I think about 260 lenders something like that that's phenomenal and I think that's that's sort of revolutionary so go on tell us a little bit more about Knowledge Bank about how you sort of engage with brokers to sort of make their job easier yeah, so the, I mean, the idea was, uh, you know, as I said, if, you, if you've got uh, spreadsheets or you're trying to memorize things, uh, you know, you've got little black books that you're writing things down in, you know, what? brokers take a lot of pride in their knowledge. And I, I don't, Knowledge Bank does not take that away from them at all. What it does is it gives them the up to date information to then be able to use that knowledge to best serve their clients. It just saves them hours, days, and in some cases, weeks, searching around trying to find a home for that case. Um, so all they do is they put in the criteria that, you know, that call when you're ringing a lender or you email a lender, go, hi, I've got this case, it's this, 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 and this. Right, you pick the criteria and you put those categories in, and then it searches through every single lender. And the lenders that are most likely to do that will come to the top. It's a very simple traffic light system. Yes is at the top, maybe it's in the middle and it's at the bottom. So we have like, yes, with conditions and lenders put, yes, we will do that, but these are the conditions you need to meet. We need to see this, this and this. So you can look at your case and say, is that for that particular lender? Yes or no. But it's just a massive time. Well, it's just, it does two things to be fair. One, it saves time, which is huge because who doesn't want more time? I don't think there's a broker out there that would say, I've got bags of time, I don't need any more. But secondly, it brings out answers that they wouldn't necessarily expect. So where they think, I'm never going to be able to place this case, the number of brokers that have contacted us and said, I honestly didn't think I'd get this across the line. And here I am, I found a home for it. I would never have thought of that lender, you know? Yeah. And that, that they wouldn't have even contacted that lender because they maybe didn't know about them, didn't know what they did, and they had no relationship. But it gets that phone ring, and, it's, and again, for the lenders, it's good quality conversations. You know, BDMs aren't just sat saying, no, we won't do that. They're good quality conversations. 
And looking from a lender's side, what you do for us is you you sort of improve conversion rate. We're not messing about with deals that are never going to fit. So I think that's that's a massive shot in the arm for for the lender fraternity as well. And I think that shows how we work well together with with the broker and the lender using using a company like Knowledge Bank, which is great. Technology has changed so much. I've been doing this thirty years now from a from a BDM at a local regional building society. And I remember my first day at the society when I became a BDM thirty years ago. Is boss, can I have my database, please? Thinking he'd send me a spreadsheet. He threw the yellow pages at me. And and some of the BDMs these days I talk to, they think I've like did this when I was riding a dinosaur on the company car. But they did. They threw the yellow pages at you. Just just probably not talking over the last 30 years, but what have you seen probably over the last couple of years from a technology point of view? Not just from a criteria sourcing point of view, but technology full stop. What have you seen that's really sort of made you sit up and think, wow, that's good? I think the the way that people are now trying to solve problems, but real genuine problems. So so what I've seen is, um, you know, a little bit like we've done, I've seen other systems that have been built and designed by brokers. And, and that's been, I think that's been really revolutionary. We've had tech firms that they've got massive VC backing, they've got a business model, they're trying to make money and, and get that. There's a place for that. However, they don't always hit the nail on the head because they can have the best business analysts going in and really analysing what brokers need, but nobody knows that job like a broker does. A broker knows exactly what they need, exactly what they want. So some of the best technology that I've seen of late is that that has actually been built by brokers. So for example, uh, there's the OMS platform. Um, that's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Really, really good. Um, and there's um, a tracker hub uh, that's out there as well. Uh, again, built by a broker um, that was sick and tired of keeping spreadsheets, trying to track commissions, you know, really, really good technology. Um, and of course, you know, brokers come to it with no um you know sort of preconceptions no barriers it's just like this is what we need let's build it so some really really good tech out there now really good and I think I read on your website or on LinkedIn or somewhere that innovation's in your DNA um so I'm sure you watch all those see I do do my research before I come on um so I, I'm sure that you're watching all those sort of other equally as innovative companies and, and watching with interest what they can bring to the market as well yeah absolutely and our big thing as well is collaboration so wherever we're able to collaborate we do you know we we when we set out we said we are not going to be all things to all men because i think if, if you if you ask me what's the biggest mistake that any tech company can make it's probably that because you're probably not going to do everything well so do what you do do that really well and then collaborate with others who are best in breed of their space so that's what we've done and that's the approach so we do, could do criteria we just do criteria we do that really well right across the board every lending type and that's what you know we feel makes us number one in that space but then what we do is then we collaborate with other systems so we have links integrations via apis so that for example you can do product sourcing and criteria sourcing together um, so for example xplan mortgage we link in with their air sourcing on equity release so you only need the one license and it's the gateway to link into all these other systems and you get the best of breed every time. So I think the collaboration thing is absolutely key. No, I totally agree. So I think you've shown me, or you've demonstrated to me how brokers can work smarter by sort of engaging with criteria sourcing, et cetera. I mean, the intermediary space, which I've done all my work in life, it's it runs through my veins. 
Um, and it's great to see that, what are we, 75 to 80% of the UK market now intermediary driven? Do you ever think that some of these bigger lenders that will get to a stage where they think, you know what, these intermediaries have had it too good too long, we want to take some of that business back and we'll use technology to attract it back? And do you think there's also a, not a danger, because it could be an opportunity as well, but there could be a danger that we do move to a totally online mortgage advice or lack of mortgage advice approach from some people that want to drive technology and use it as a as an advice tool or a replacement for that? Yeah, that's an interesting question that, Rob. I think, you know, the, the first part of it, looking at, um, you know, will will the intermediate lenders try and take the customers back? I think, you know, going back to the credit crunch, we did see a little bit of that. We saw a lot of direct-only stuff, better deals direct. And there was a, a quite a big criticism levied at lenders saying, you know, don't buy the hand that feeds you because guess what? You know, intermediaries will come back. And when they do, they're the mainstay. As you say, you know, 80% of mortgages come via intermediaries. They're a vital, vital part of the industry. I think perhaps lessons were learned there. And I'd like to think that that would continue. And actually, I've seen great relationships now on the intermediary side um, with, you know, where we're not seeing those direct deals like we used to do. So I, I think I'm not sure that lenders will go down that route. However, I'm saying that I'm, I'm going to contradict myself now because good <laughs> <laughs> because what you also do see is obviously with the um, the ease of online banking apps. I mean, you can sit on your sofa and do a product switch with one of the big lenders quicker than you can get your shoes on and put your keys in the car. Now that is that's Sharing. a fact. So. There is a point that they are going to do that. They're going to offer that. Public want that convenience. Customers want that convenience. But there is that worry then that they're not getting the advice. We're in a quite a unique position at the minute where we're seeing a lot of product transfers. The the, the transfer rates have gone from, uh, so the time periods have gone from three months to six months. So people are pressing that button because they want the fixed rate and they're worried about what's going to happen. They're not then taking advice. But I th so I think though it's inevitable that some will be lost to online and, and the rate switches, the product transfers, they're the real easy ones that will go online. I say whether they should or not is, is another question. And, uh, you know, I think it's prudent for everybody to at least take some advice before they do press that button. However, when I look at the mortgage market as a whole, I think, you know, despite how many years ago we had the threat of the robo-advisor and they were coming to take our jobs and all of this, honestly, we're not we're still not there and if you look at some of those companies those companies that were saying we're coming to take your job what are they doing now they're employing brokers now they've got some great technology and you can't take that away from them they've got some brilliant pieces of kit whereas your average mortgage advisor can maybe write 10 to 12 uh, cases a month they're writing 40 and 50 so that's that's a definite improvement technology is helping them but fundamentally, it's not replaced the broker. And I, I think that is a trend that we will see. Why would brokers not want to write more business using technology? Of course, you absolutely would. But it doesn't replace the advice because you can't take all of that online and especially the specialist markets. I mean, I totally agree. If you look at that robo advice that was a threat for us for many years, it was like the, the sort of cloud of doom hanging over us. I think that might work or could have worked for a pound for pound, two times income, employed applicant without a wrinkle on the credit file. But as soon as you get a little blip in any of those sort of areas, then I think specialist lending is a really, really good solution. And you know what? Whatever technology we can use to help, fantastic. But I don't think it replaces is face-to-face -face, proper good old-fashioned advice and aren't we lucky that our industry is full of fantastic advisors oh absolutely absolutely and and this is the thing when you know if i was thinking about what advice would i give somebody you know if one of my friends said i wanted a mortgage i would say go and see an advisor 
the value in advice is just it's absolutely fundamental because you will you will come out with something that you didn't realize they'll put you in a better position they're thinking ahead you're not you just think oh I want that house you know an advisor's thinking you do want that house but actually let's make sure it's affordable what what are your plans for your future very, very difficult for machines to have that. Brilliant. And I, I still see an advisor because at the end of the day, they can they can open up doors to you that you don't even think about, which is which is brilliant. Um, one one final sort of point, if we can, just conscious of our, our time running away with us, which is brilliant. Time Time's flying, which is great. I read an article and this, this was really good that I think you'd written fairly recently about phishing. Now, phishing frightens me to death. I think every day you get a text, you get an email, you think, does it look right? It sounds too good. It probably is too good. Just just talk about the threat of phishing that seems to be a massive thing and probably has grown since, since the pandemic as well. Absolutely. We've seen online scams grow massively. And just to clarify for anyone who does know, we're, we're not talking about putting a worm on a hook here, are we, Rob? We are talking <laughs> no, we're not. about yeah, phishing with a PH. So every company needs to be so, so aware of these threats. The threats can come internally, externally, but the big threat are external they really really are because they you know you get an email it looks convincing you know and it's very very difficult sometimes i've seen some really good ones come through and you're thinking is this real is it not you know and the the disruption that that can cause to any business is is scary and you know i feel for brokers especially because quite often brokers are working they may be working individually or just two or three of them a small office with a couple of administrators something like that if you if your email gets hacked into that is massive. It's so disruptive. And of course, you know, uh, people worry then thinking your systems aren't secure. It's it's a nightmare. It really is. I would just say that absolute vigilance, making sure you have a contingency plan in place, just somebody on the other end of the phone that knows what they're doing is just essential. You know, cybersecurity is it's huge. And if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And if you've not ordered that parcel that you you, you have to pay an extra delivery fee on, don't click it. You've not ordered it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Brilliant. I've really enjoyed our time today, Nicola. If anybody wants to find out more about Knowledge Bank, where, where can they sort of find out about you? Uh, they can go to our website, which is uh, www.knowledgebank.uk. Um, we have a free 30-day trial, and that trial is access all areas as well. So you, once you take the trial out, there's nothing you can't do, nothing you can't see on the system. And then after that trial, it's just a simple subscription. Um, it depends on if there's a deal with your network or club, anywhere between 10 to £15 pounds a month. So we kept the price really, really realistic. You just log in, put your details in. You don't even put any payment details in and you're straight off with a free trial. So um, I, I will guarantee you if it doesn't pay for itself in the first year, it's not honestly, it absolutely will. You will place more cases, you'll save time um, and you'll just genuinely place cases that you thought, well, I never thought about that lender, never thought there was a home for that. And that's before we talk about the compliance side as well, really being able to evidence that you've done your research for your customer and you've not left any stone unturned. So Absolutely brilliant. And brokers, don't forget, it's been built by brokers. They know what you need. So I think that's the biggest ringing endorsement I can give to Knowledge Bank. Really, really good to, to have you with us today, Nicola. Thanks for joining us and hope to catch up soon. Thanks, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And of course, a big thank you goes out to you our listener. This has been The Specialist, episode five of our series, brought to you by Pepper Money. If you love the content today, then do let us know on social using our hashtag, hashtag Podcast, And of course, hit follow to get notified when our next episode releases. 